Bible reminds us as believers that He cares so much about us that He collects our tears. And that's so, that's so sweet and special. And He wipes the tears from our eyes, you know, and He sees us. He sees those lonely moments when we're crying and missing our children. So, um, so it doesn't matter if you're a husband and wife like us or if you're a single parent. Um, as believers, we're never alone. That's a promise from His Word that we're never alone. Welcome to Talk Truth, a McGregor podcast where we dive into scripture, gain insight from community, and biblically answer life questions. Talk Truth will answer life questions submitted by our listeners every other week. If you have a question for Talk Truth, you can submit your questions on our website. I'm your host, Chloe Styling. Let's open the word, gather together, and talk some truth. Joining me today, we have Ray and Caldonia Betts. They have been members at McGregor for quite some time. So I'm going to let you guys share about your journey here, some things you've been a part of, and what your ministry has looked like. Thank you for having us, Chloe. And we uh, are so thankful for this opportunity to serve the Lord. Um, but just to give you a little bit of background on me, um, we have always felt that McGregor was our home. Even before we joined the church, uh, we were friends of McGregor because our children just loved the programs and the Vacation Bible School, and we knew that this is where the Lord led us to join. So after joining, we've been involved in several ministries, mainly the children's ministry. And I've also taught uh, um, Mommy and Me class for the women's ministry Aww. and served at Vacation Bible School. So it's just been a joy, just been a part of all the good things that's going on here at McGregor Baptist Church. Yes, my wife mentioned Vacation Bible School. I always love serving in that ministry. It's always a grand opportunity to serve in that ministry. Oh, but um, my wife and I served together in the children's ministry for over 20 years, and we just recently stepped down from that ministry. But God has also blessed us to keep busy. Um, I've served in the as part of the elder body, served as part of the deacon body, and my wife just reminded me, I've served as a personnel chairman and part of the personnel committee. So, yes. Well, so. You guys have been very involved. Tw over, you said over 20 years in children's ministry. That is a yes. very long time. Yes, it is. That's, I mean, I'm 25, almost 25 years old, so that's pretty much my a, life. Yeah, it was appalling <laughs> because I know that um, one time I had to leave the children's ministry for like six months. And the Lord blessed me to go back, and my heart was still there. So after six months, we were able to go back. So I was so thankful for that. Yeah. And your, you were telling me earlier that your son, Tim, when he went to high school, you still felt called to be there. Exactly. We did, because we had been a part of the ministry since Tim was in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. So when he went on to middle school and high school, we just know that the Lord still wanted us to serve there. And our heart was still there, so we stayed there until he told us yeah. it's time <laughs> to uh, move on. So we did, and we're so thankful. That really connects actually to what we're going to be talking about today with how when our kids move on and God still has us where he 
left us before. What do we do? What do empty nesters do? So a little background on this episode. I don't, I, I asked my mom if I could share this, but in preparing for this episode, I reached out to my mom because I was just kind of hitting a roadblock and I was like, I don't know what to do another episode on. And not many of the listeners are writing in and telling me what they want to hear (laughs) stuff on. Um, and so of course I called my mom and she was like, do one on advice for empty nesters. Now, naturally that's where she is in life right now. My brother is going to graduate high school in two years, but I just got married and my sister is 21 and you know, so she's just heading in that direction. And I know that it can be just seeing it from her perspective and then from other parents that I know, it can be really difficult, but there's also a lot of joys that can come from it. Um, so I have a couple questions for you guys. How many children do you have and how long have they been out of the house? We have four sons, and the last son, which is Tim, uh, he graduated in 2010 from high school. So we've been empty nesters now for 12 years, and it doesn't seem that long, but it actually is 12 years. Yeah. So that is a long time. Um, how how old is your oldest son? Uh, Ray Jr. He's 45 years old. Oh, wow. So four boys, man, yeah. <laughs> you guys have a lot of experience. <laughs> yes. We I bet do. you have a lot of memories. <laughs> we do have a lot of memories. <laughs> That's cool. Was it difficult for you guys when it moved, when they moved out? You go ahead and start. It, it wasn't difficult. It, it was uh, each moving out or each um, son leaving the home was different. Mm-hmm. Each had his own experiences. Uh, it was like you, we knew that this day was coming. We had prepared for it, but nothing prepares you for the actual event. So when they moved out and when we let them go, it was, it was, it was a completely different feeling for each one. But as each one moved out, it prepared you for the next one. So yes. it's a game. And for me, Chloe, um, it wasn't a, a once-in-a-lifetime event because although we had four sons, each time that they left, I felt like I was reliving it over and over again. But it mm-hmm. wasn't final for me until our last son uh, left uh, home, and that's when I realized I'm really an empty, empty nester now. And um, I can remember to this day each event where we took our children to college. I can remember the look on their faces. I can remember how I felt as if it just happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, I can also remember that um, when our first son left, I can remember how sad he was. And I remember coming home for the first time and I wrote my first poem. It was a two-page poem. <laughs> I still have it to this day. Um, but um, Ray and I realized that this is part of God's plan for us, but that he prepared this moment for us, and we're so thankful to be uh, empty nesters because um, we realized that although we were empty nesters and our rooms were empty in our home, we were just so full of life experiences, you know, being husband and wife and parents, and um, he's he's blessed us beyond we could ever imagine. Um, It was in his will all along for us to become empty nesters, and... um, for me, it wasn't difficult. I would say that um, it opened doors 
of opportunities for me to serve the Lord even more and to be available for others and for our adult children. Um, I think about the Bible and it's filled with all these moments of things that he designed for parents and how the children would leave. I believe that um, he prepared this moment for us. And I believe that if he he prepared us, he will equip us to get through this season in our life. Hmm. Chloe, when the first son left, I can remember even to this day when he made the phone call back home and said, I don't know about this. I don't know if I want to really do this because he didn't have that security that he had at home, but we had prepared him for it. And that second son, I remember dropping off at college, and he's running behind the car saying goodbye and waving and crying. That started all of us to cry. And I can remember the third son walked in the dorm, didn't say goodbye, didn't do anything, just (laughs) left. And then when we dropped Timothy off in Connecticut and we got back on the plane, my wife and I kept looking around saying, something is missing. It wasn't that something was missing. He wasn't there. He's always been there. And that was a time of separation that we became back to be empty nesters. Yeah. It was a, she had a, a small story she wanted to share with you. Yeah. Oh, uh, you want me to share that right now? Yes. Okay. Well, um, one of the things I wanted to do as an empty nester is I said, I need to get a hobby. Okay. So I picked scrapbooking. And I said, okay, yes, that'll work. I have these boxes of pictures lying around collecting dust. I said, I'll just start a scrapbook. You know, that'll help me to get through this hard time. So um, was I wrong? Yes, I was. The timing was totally wrong because the minute I started looking through all those pictures, all those memories kept flooding back to me. So I only made it through one class of an eight-week class of scrapbooking. I couldn't make it through. I couldn't make it through. It was just, uh, it just brought back too many memories. And uh, it finally hit me then that I was really an empty nest because I yeah. tried this class. Tim had only been gone for three months and I didn't give myself enough time. Yes. It was too early to look at all those pictures again. That yeah. makes sense. She yeah. called me at work and she was in tears and she was coming out of the class and I said, what's wrong? And she said, I can't do it. I just can't do this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do what? And I'll let her pick up from yeah. there, but she couldn't put the scrapbooking together. Yeah, and, and although we knew that this was part of God's plan, nothing can prepare you for that actual event on how it's going to impact you. So, um, But I want to encourage empty nesters um, for when that moment comes, unexpectedly when you feel like, okay, something happened that brings that event back to you again. Okay, now they're gone. Um The Lord has prepared it for you. I just wanted to stress that so much that he's prepared this moment for you and that um, if he's prepared it, he's going to be able to help you get through it. Um, The Bible reminds us as believers that he cares so much about us that he collects our tears. Mm -hmm. And that's that's so sweet and special. And he wipes the tears from our eyes, you know, and he sees us. He sees those lonely moments when we're crying and missing our children. So um, so it doesn't matter if you're a husband and wife like us or if you're a single parent. Um, as believers, we're never alone. That's a promise from his word that we're never alone. And the same grace is with us now is the same grace that we receive when we receive salvation. So that grace is what carries us through each day 
as empty nesters. So, but we're thankful for, you know, what he has in store for us. And yeah, we're thankful for the, for the children that we've had and the joy that we had while they was in the home and the memories that we made. Yeah. And they remind us often of the memories that we, we've uh, gone through together. We, we called them, and, and she was telling them about this segment uh, about empty nesters and says, were you guys prepared on the other end of this? As we became empty nesters, were you prepared to go out? And each one had a, a very fascinating story um, to share. Let my wife share some of a couple of those comments. And Ashley, it it was a surprise for me because Ray Ashley took the time he called all four boys and said, "We're going to do this podcast," and and they just started sharing. And um, we were so thankful that they had embraced the things that we tried to teach them from God's word, and they're walking it in their lives and. Um, and then I told Ray the one that impacted me the most was um, they're all they're all believers they all believe in Christ and our third son said mom he's single he's not married yet he said mom um, I'm so thankful that you and dad were an, what's an example of what marriage should look like so that had me cry, it started me crying again so I was so thankful for that and just to hear them just think about talk about all the things that they learned you know, while they were growing up and the things of the Lord. And Ray um, will share more, but one of the scriptures that we really embraced in our home was Ephesians 4.32. And even to this day, we were so surprised that the boys mentioned that on the phone calls about, uh, and what it says is, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So... That was, um, it wasn't really a mission statement, but that was one of the favorite scriptures that we always uh, embraced in our home. When you're raising uh, four sons, you almost need that verse just to get them to get along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and this, is, this is what we taught them. But what we found now is that this verse carries on through into their adult life so they can be kind and loving toward one another. Mm-hmm. And helpful, and I can remember as as you said, one of the signs because I wouldn't let them do certain things until all the rooms was clean, and they had to help each other. And they said, "It's not my room." And I said, "He said, what am I? My brother's keeper?" And I said, "Exactly. That is what you are." And, and they had to help, and they learned to get along. And um, as my wife said, we became empty nesters, and. It, it, it has its joys, um, but it also has its tears. Yeah. Yeah. So. What are some of the those joys that you feel like you've experienced the most since they have left the home? We were talking about this the other day. Actually, for a lot since we talked to you about this uh, podcast, and um, Ray and I, we just enjoy the simple things. Because um, I remember when we, we just loved to walk in the rain, and... When we had children, of course, they had to go with us because they were too small to stay at home. So now it's just the simple things, Chloe, just just to be able to go for a long walk, just the two of us, because we always had someone on a bike behind us or I'm pushing a <laughs> stroller or because I remember one night, um, <clears throat> Tim was in middle school, I think, and we always had someone there older to babysit. So we, okay, you boys, get your bath. Finish dinner, get your bath, get ready for bed. Dad and I are going to go for a walk. So 
We were on our walk around the block, and next thing we knew, there was bikes behind us. <laughs> and they had caught up with us, you know, on this, on this simple walk. So just simple things. We, we like taking walks and just going to the library. Can and, you imagine going to the library and not having any interruptions for it was, a while? It was so <laughs> and nice. you can read, and you can read, and yeah. you can focus. Because I remember so. when Tim left, our last son, one of the things we did every Tuesday night we go to the library, and it was so much fun. We stay there for hours and just be together, just at the library. It was so much fun because usually when I was at the library before, I would go to the kids section. We had to check out children's books and read stories. But now we went and did adult things. <laughs> he read the Wall Street Journal. You can, you know? do, the, you can do the big kid yeah, puzzle. You can do the big kid, you know. And it was so much fun, you know, and just. So just simple things, um, you know, we actually, we like going on little trips, you know, but um, for some reason, uh, when they got their driver's license, they found us. They did, we'd go on trips in town. They knew we were in town somewhere, but they would find us at the hotel. I don't know how they did it, but they would find us. So uh, so those are the simple things we enjoy now we can go on trips and no one's going to find us, you but, know. But the other part of the simple things, Gloria, we can actually sit and we can rekindle dreams that we put on hold for the children. Yeah. And we can talk about new dreams that we want to do together. Yeah. We can have long conversation, hard conversations. Because you, you don't know what your wife is feeling, your spouse is feeling, because things have been put on hold for so long. And things have changed in her life that you don't really know until you ask. And, they said, and, and so she says, well, when you start feeling that way, and I'm like, I've always felt that way as much as I've known. But, but you, you don't. You, you evolved, and you need to get to know one another again because now you have more energy, time, and space to put her as the number one, and there's no more children there to, to take and occupy that energy and that space. Yeah. So. And, and Ray mentioned those heart talks, those heart conversations that we were able to have, and... Um, I learned to just not take it for granted that I understood how he felt about something because we had maybe hadn't talked about it in maybe 10 years. And I said, well, when did you start feeling that way? You know, he's like, he said, I felt this well along, but it's a good time to really have those hard conversations because they will strengthen you even further, you know, and just don't put them off because um, it's important to have those hard conversations and think that everything's okay because all the kids are gone, but it's not. You still have to have those hard conversations. Yeah. We were, I remind her often, and, and we remind each other, that it started with the two of us. Mm-hmm. It must end with the two of us. Yeah. It is always the two of us. If, if it wasn't for the two of us, there wouldn't be no kids. There wouldn't be any empty nesters. So it has to be the two of us. We have to be able to, to get along and to understand each other and to have those deep, hard connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that even though you know each other so well, God still reveals parts of your heart to each other, yes. even after so many years of being married. You said that very well. Yes. That's true, Chloe. And we have found that um, although we may have changed in our uh, maybe views on things a little bit, but we haven't changed in the things that value, that really have value, the truths of God's Word. You know, we're going to always be sound on that, but... I might say to Ray, well, you know, I don't eat that anymore. He said, when did you stop eating that? 
So it's just so it's just the little funny things that we just can't take it for granted that we know how each other feel about things that we did maybe 45 years ago. Here we are 45 years later. I might feel differently now about things than I did then. Yeah. Um, so I just have to ask, do you guys have any grandchildren? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, we do. Our, our oldest son, uh, Ray Jr., uh, lives in Virginia. And that's where all of our grandchildren are. Six, yes, our six grandchildren in Virginia. Wow. And our second son is married with, with no children yet, and Tyler is our third son will be single. And of course, Tim and Mercy, maybe in about three weeks' time or less, we're going to have another granddaughter, Isabel. So we're looking forward to having a local grandchild, you know, here yeah. with us on a daily basis. So um, so we're looking forward to that. But most of our grandkids are, all of our grandkids are children in Virginia. But we love being uh, long-distance grandparents because we found so many ways to connect to them, uh, FaceTime and trips, family trips, and uh, just going to see them at spring break and spending time with them. So it's really nice. It's funny that you ask that because when we FaceTime with the grandchildren, it seems like we're always sitting in the same spot. And my little grandson said, where are you? I don't recognize that room. Yeah. So it's funny that they would pick up on their little clues and right. when we FaceTime. Yeah. So. yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Christopher, he does that. So he's just always trying to figure out where are we sitting in the house. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely, I'm sure, adds like a new joy and a new perspective, even to that, like being in a, a being an empty nester. It does. You know, having grandbabies. It does, because that's why I was saying that being an empty nester is, is like, it's so many opportunities, you know, to just go even further for your for each other and for your family. You know, it just frees you up to do so much more, mm-hmm. you know, for the Lord and for each other. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times she'll go to the store and she'll buy, like she's still buying for her family, and it's just the two of us. And uh, it's always fascinating when we laugh at each other because we buy like they're still there. But they're not. And sometimes we walk through the rooms and we just flood with memories in each one of their rooms. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It probably it, is weird to like buy for groceries, yeah. even buy for two again. It it's hard to make for two people or, yeah. you know, to switch back and forth. What were you going to say? Well, it is. And one of the things I had to really reprogram my thinking was when the boys were at home, I was on a set schedule. I mean, I knew what I was going to do every single day. But now, I don't have to. I can really relax a little bit and I don't have to worry about buying groceries on Thursdays or picking up dry cleaning. On It's just I can relax a little bit because just Ray and I. And you can go so. to restaurants and you don't even have to ask for a kid meal. No, <laughs> that's true. You can just look into the adult meal and say, I want this for dinner. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, nobody's spilling chocolate milk <laughs> on the know. table. <laughs> or you don't have to eat your meal in five seconds, you know, because by that time they finish and they're running under the tables, you know, checking out everybody. So now we can actually go and enjoy the experience of eating a meal together and just talking together. You know, that's that's kind of special because usually we had to eat fast when the children were with us in. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> so before we close out this episode, I have one last question. How has becoming empty nesters changed your relationship with your kids for the better? 
I would like to start on that one. For our adult kids, it hasn't changed our relationship. It has increased. It has made our relationship even fuller. We, we learn to pray for our adult children in a different way. You, you prayed for your children as when they was growing up in your home, but now you get to pray about adult things in their lives. And as my wife was telling me the other day, I just want to step in and fix it. And I said, you can't do that. We just have to pray for them and pray that God would show them the way. So that's one of the major contributions that we are able to add and to fulfill in their lives as part of their prayer partner. Because they tell us, and they said, can you pray for this? Can you, can you do this for us? Uh, Dad, I'm thinking about switching jobs. Would you pray for me on this? And my son says, hey, Dad, I'm buying a house. I want to know if this is the right house for us. Could you pray about this? And we do. And uh, I said, God will lead you on this. That's true. And to add what Ray had just said about praying for our adult children, and I'm thinking that it's needed now more than ever, you know, because they're out there and they're, have to make these adult decisions. So it's important that we pray for our adult children more than ever because although we can step in and take care of it for them, they really need to uh, depend and trust in the Lord for themselves. They need to make the Lord their own so they'll know how to go to Him. But it is wonderful to be available to them if needed. Yes. And it's very hard sometimes not to step in the, and just take care of it. Yeah. The other part of the relationship changes when they all when we can all get together. And it is such joy, such much laughter, and so much fulfillment. And it, it, it's always nice when your adult children come and ask your advice. And we have to learn not to give it until they ask for it. But it is so good when they ask you for advice, and it's serious advice, that they want to come and seek from you. That's true. And those family trips are really important. Yeah. Uh, just, to, just to touch base with them, and holidays, Christmas, and Thanksgiving, getting together, that's really nice yeah. when everyone's together. We, we just did a Just Because. We went to South Carolina on Hilton Head Beach, and we had all the family meet us there. That was interesting. So we had we could have a family dinner once with everyone there. And my little grandson, he's second grade, and he says, "Wow, there's 15 of us." Oh. <laughs> that was uh, that was kind of funny, you know, yeah. because I didn't realize it was that many of us. But it was good to get together, and he felt a family connection. There's 15 of us, and then they get it. We had we had rented a a, a home there that had three stories and they was in the elevator getting lost. Uh, my wife got lost a couple of times down in the uh, garage. It wasn't funny. She said, you didn't come look for me. I didn't know where you were. <laughs> I still think someone locked that elevator so that I couldn't get back up. They wanted grandma to walk the stairs. I still think they did that, you know, so. But anyways, uh, we just enjoy, even through the pandemic, Chloe, um, like for Mother's Day, we couldn't all get together that first year. So the boys plan, um, everybody picked up Panera for breakfast, and we had a FaceTime breakfast for Mother's Day. Everybody was on the screen eating Panera oh. for Mother's Day. That was kind of nice, and they prepared a video for us. So those kind of things, I, I just can't even express how wonderful it is to be in at the nester, just to be available and just to have the time together to um, 
strengthen our relationship. You know, I didn't think it could get any better, but uh, it's just gotten so much better since we have this quality time together. Uh, we just love it so much. and We can invest in each other now. We, we take all that time and energy and we just infuse it into each other, right. which makes it really good. And, yeah. and you wanted to talk about God's promises and all of that. Yes. Um, I, I just want to encourage others that, you know, remember God's promises for you and your spouse and um, his promise will always encourage you and remind you that um, your time in your life is perfect for you because he cares for us. And it's a way of him just loving us through these times. And um, we're not taking it for granted that others, um, people sometimes do struggle through this hard time. But just remember God's promises for you and knowing that he cares and he has you in his loving arms. So that's what got us through was knowing this is God's plan and this is part of his great plan for us. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me, and I was telling her, it started with me and you and it will end. And you. But the, the part about this is the empty nester. It's a new chapter. You're turning the page, and it's so exciting. It's a journey that you never experienced before. It's exciting. It's new, and you get to invest in each other again. Um, but it, it, it is a, a different experience. Yeah. It is. It's wonderful mm-hmm. to have long Bible study. Yes, it is. Um, with no interruption. Yes. With it's, no, it's just so wonderful to have long Bible study together. And, and not to go pick anybody up from a, a baseball practice <laughs> yeah. or any other uh, music practice. Uh, yes, yeah. it is. Thank you so much for sharing your story with, with being empty nesters and the advice that you have to give. I feel like you just both have so much wisdom. And it's very apparent to me and I'm sure the listeners that you guys have enjoyed it, but I love that you didn't ignore that there were some valleys, you know, and especially in the beginning, but I'm sure that that gives a lot of people comfort to know that God will bring them out of it um, if they cling to him. So I think that there's a lot that we can gain from this episode. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Chloe. Thank you for having us. Yes. We really Enjoy. are blessed to be here. Yes. Yeah, of course. To our listeners, thank you for spending your time with us. If you haven't yet connected with us online, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And be sure to check out our other McGregor podcast channels. Just head over to talktruthpodcast.com for all the details. We'd love to hear from you. Write us a review however you are listening to this. Thank you for listening and remember to talk truth.